Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Solis, and with me, as always, is my very talented friend. As long as she is my Trixie, I will be her chim chim. <laughs> you got it. This <laughs> mixture. What DC is that? Gina? What really? Is that? Did I just stump you? Yeah, Trixie and Mixie. What is this? No, Trixie, Trixie and Chim Chim. Who is this? That's Speed Racer. She was Speed Racer's oh. helicopter flying, race car driving uh, girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> and Chim Chim was the monkey. It was his buddy. All right. Remember? All right. All right. I mean, the sidekick. That's kind of me. I mean, I'm into it. I just didn't know it. Now I feel like I should have known it. Now I'm like, pop culture, I would have failed that trivia question. Well, now you're ready next time. I am ready. You're ready. So the reason I bring up Trixie is because she obviously was a chick who had a need for speed. Oh. And she's in uh, good company. Because here's, let me lay lay down some facts for you. Okay. Did you know that uh, Jacqueline Jackie Cochran in 1953 became the first women woman to exceed the speed of sound no and she had like all these other crazy accomplishments which was really cool and then jesse combs apparently she's a professional driver and in 2013 set the woman's land speed record with the average speed of 394 miles an hour wow. i like that that's pretty crazy right yeah and then of course there's florence griffin joiner which who doesn't remember her? She set the women's world record for the 100-meter dash, um, and she ran that shit in 10.49 seconds. And she set that record in 1988, and it still remains um, unbeaten. I'm going to break it next. You, you do it. I well, am. In a car. I don't think, I don't think, yeah, <laughs> I don't think the trip down the stairs counts, though. <laughs> I mean, I've done that pretty quickly, right? So all these amazing women who uh, had the need for spree, speed bring me to today's designated drinker. Um, She's a co-founder of Speed Rack Cocktail Competition and bartender extraordinaire. She's Lynette Marrero. Hi. Thanks for having me. This what an awesome. intro. I, I know. I was like, I Flojo. I remember Flojo. That was amazing. Exactly. Watching her kick ass was like that That thing. It was inspired you as a young girl. You're like, yeah, that's amazing. We can do it. We can still break records, be there. And it's funny to see that now... You know, even reading those accomplishments to see that some of those records have stood uh, the test of time. Well, when I found about like Jackie Cochran, I mean, like her list of accomplishments are crazy. But it was like back in 1953 that she did that. It's crazy. It's pretty cool. I like this. This is a good one. You like that kind of inspirational? Yes, yes, it's very inspirational. So uh, let's uh, get to it, Lynette. Tell us what speed rack is and how did it come to be? Wait, wait, let's welcome her. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cheers. 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 Mermaid mermaid tail. Excuse me for being Cheers, cheers, cheers. Cheers. Okay, now she's talking yes. herself. Let's start the show with a little tequila. You're right, Gina. I stand Just corrected. Chilly <laughs> night. Yeah, you know, a little hair of the dog. Well, it's yeah. bartender Saturday nights. Um, and uh, yeah, so Speed Rack. Speed Rack is, it's kind of a two-pronged platform. One, uh, at its simplest, it is a cocktail competition, and we raise money for um, breast cancer research and education, and that was a big part about giving back to our community and giving back to issues that affect women. And then the other part is empowering and, and giving a platform for women in this industry and hospitality to have to stand on. And, you know, it came about um, right about that time when, you know, 
everyone, when you looked up a meme of a bartender, it was like the mustachioed guy with the <laughs> arm garters, you know, and like everything very prohibition and 1930s. And you didn't see many women, but there were a lot of women behind bars and they were, you know, Gina was down here, you know, killing DC for years. And there just wasn't as big of a spotlight on those women. And I started meeting them and, and said, why don't I know these women? Um, and that actually met, uh, led me to uh, eventually meeting my co-founder, Ivy Mix, um, who is a bartender in New York. Uh, she um, actually works and owns a bar with my mentor, Julie Reiner. Um, so we kind of have the same mentor, which that's, that's awesome, awesome too. And so I met her and she was having a hard time getting behind closet cocktail bars and she had experienced bartending but there was just this barrier you know they women were on the floor and people women weren't allowed to be as or if they were behind the bars just wasn't as recognized so we started speed rack um as a way to show that women could be badass fast fierce handle the pressure of a crazy competition that you know challenges you to basically be the best bartender you are on you know, a Friday, Saturday night, but like four of the most important cocktail people walk in the bar and sit right in your section and you're on service bar. So you're cranking out, you know, drinks for 70 seats and then you have to also make four of the best drinks of your life. And that's that's what Speed Rack's all about. That will be judged. That will be judged. Absolutely. You, you will know. be judged. That is for sure. That's awesome. So how does, so for the layman like sure. me, how what how did how does she get there? I mean, what's that path? What who are the who are these women that are participating in this? Uh, this seems awful to me. Like, <laughs> it'd be amazing to watch, Seriously. and I know these women are incredibly talented. Well, well, it's, well, it's like athletes, you know. Yeah. Like the same thing when you talk about you know Flojo and and looking how they are. You know, the women who are competing have been. What's great too is we're this has been going on eight years, and we're in our wow. eighth season. Uh, actually, our DC competition is our last um, competition of the regular season, as we say. It's our regionals before our national finals um, on May 7th in Chicago. Um, but it's you watch them, and they are, they've been watching the videos and seeing what has gone into it in preparation and know, and they've gotten so fast, and they know how to do things, but they're doing it right. And you see these women's determination and that's what's pretty incredible and it is athletic you're watching you know it's it's fun to watch bartenders work when you see people fluidly mixing shaking double stirring and doing all those things it is it is exciting to watch and I think that's what consumers enjoy I think it's the reason why this industry has grown so much especially um in the last you know what with this kind of resurgence last 10 years when you see how much people have come into the bar and then they want to learn at home and they have their tools and you know, it's exciting. Yeah, but Mar- Lynette, you've been doing this 20 years. Yeah. Okay. I mean, That's crazy time. sorry, you've been working on this like 20 years. I'm going to back up for a second. She's so humble. I love this about her, but she's very humble. <laughs> um, if I give her a couple more shots, maybe not so humble, but right now, beautiful. <laughs> 20 years, you know, being behind the bar where you were, like where we all were when yeah. we met, like we met, it was not that easy. No. But she, and I, I'm so happy to have you on the show because I feel like you give a voice to so many girls, so many women coming up, so many people in the bar industry that really can't get that leg up. But when she started, when Lynette started, when we all started, you went, went to these cocktail bars. We worked in these cocktail bars. Even though I was really good at what I did, I was always pushed to the service. They were like, well, you can go out and go to the tables. And when I first started, when I first met Lynette, my guys <laughs> were all cocktail servers. Yeah. And behind my bar... It was myself, Frankie, and another girl, and that was it. And she came down. She's like, "They, they have the cocktail service." I said, "Yeah." 
And then that's when we became friends. I mean, that's when we really became friends. And it's funny because I didn't, I don't even think there was ever, you know, when I started um, in New York in 2004 at Flatiron Lounge, that was my first, like, fancy bar. That's what we met. Yeah. I love the air um, quotes. Yeah, fancy bar. Like, I worked at, like, a couple of martini lounges and things like that and a wine bar that were great places of hospitality. But, um, you know, Flatiron was the place that wooed me into this world. And I remember going in there uh, with my friend Amber. We used to work Crosstown, and, and they opened up. And we'd walk through, and it, 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 it was, it just closed, um, this beautiful throwback, elegant space. And you'd walk through this, like, arched hallway. And there were these Glamazonian women working behind the bar. And it was Julie Reiner, her wife, Suzanne Fedroff, and Michelle Connolly. And it was the first time I'd seen that much powerhouse talent. You know, the, it's funny, the bar I worked at prior to, it was mostly women. There was one guy bartender who was the nephew of one of the managers. Who, who <laughs> the worked, token. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were like, uh, yeah, sure, you can hang out with us. Um, but it was just incredible to see. And Julie Reiner is uh, and has always been a very strong voice. And in her place and in her bar, it was whoever worked harder got where they need to be. You know, it didn't matter, male or female. Um, you know, the bartenders that got promoted got promoted because they were working hard. And especially at that time, it was funny because you would work in a craft cocktail bar to make less money than you would making, you know, vodka soda at the club. You're slinging. Yes, totally. And, like, you're, this ice is heavy and harder to you. You know, it was this crazy sort of um, environment to think about that you were working harder, but it was a craft. And it was yeah. a... And that's what was great about it. So it lured, you know, it lured me in because it was also performative. And I was, yeah. I did theater and was doing musical theater at the time. Um, you know, I never wanted to be the cliche waiter actor. And after 9-11, I was like, well, I'm going to never work in an office building again. So I'm going to work in restaurants. Yeah. And I'm happy that I found a place that made me feel as creative, as artistic as I did performing. And that's, I think, what this world is also so great about. And that's why I think I'm drawn to doing things that have, you know, a bit of a bit of theater to them, like speed yeah. rack. A little flair. A little flair, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and everything I learned about producing, you know, and, and being in shows, it's the same thing. You know, you're on that stage, you're watching, you're talking to your judges, you're like, all right, we need this button here, our host, and you're directing the whole time, and it's, it's great. But to see the talent that comes through and, and how ambitious they are and... The, how much they support each other. I think that's what also really, I think what I love that has grown from Speed Rack is that it's an individual competition. You're against yourself, but you also have this community of women that you're competing with and they become a family. And I think that's the biggest part of what it is. And, you know, watching even here in D.C., watching the, you know, former competitors train each other and help the the new women coming up because that's what it's about. It's about giving back, mentoring, raising up, and, you know, feeding this community with um, incredibly confident, talented women who are ready to be the next leaders and and be the next owner operators and to have that conscious thought of how to make good, safe, welcoming spaces for people. So I think that's what I see coming from Speedark that makes me very happy. An outsider looking in has to, I have to think that the fact that you do this for a greater cause, that there is a charitable part of this, Mm -hmm. must help 
foster that kind of thought that you're doing this for yourself, but you're doing it for something so much bigger than yourself. It's the industry, and then you're helping women who you don't even know. You're you're talking about a woman's cause that is greater, and I have to applaud you for that because that has to that that just I looking at it. You I have to believe that it really does, and that's it it feeds all the way through exactly. And I think that's that's it. We're like you know we learned. Gina and I uh, were in a group called Lupac Ladies United for the Preservation of Endangered Cocktails. I found that and, and laughed. I'm going to say when I found that information, because I always do a little research, so just so when I you sure. know, don't know guests, so I need a little, I need to know what I'm talking about, or at least seem like I do. <laughs> um, I found that, and I actually started laughing as soon as I heard that. Yeah, I and, that, that, and that group started, so I, I met the, the ladies from Boston who were running the group, and there were all of these women around who wanted to, and do these events where like it's cocktails and people will come and and drink cocktails and we can give back to causes so that in its in its initiation you know we all decided that we were going to do events to raise money for you know women's causes you know shelters anything that really um impacted the community and we did so that was such a model that I thought was so important because it brings people in for one reason, but then they stay for the other. Um, and I think that's been a part of the success of how to like make it even broader. And we're super fortunate. Broader. How, really yeah, broader. Exactly. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, but that's how it grows. And that's how you see people, you know, I love we're, this, this connection right now. We're, <laughs> we're launching internationally. I mean, well, we have been international, but yeah. we're launching. Um, you did Australia, right? We did Australia enough. last year. Um, that was our first year, but we're expanding to Mexico. Cause you this wanted, year. you wanted to do somewhere close. So you went to Australia. Yeah, you know, not just a, a quick, like, you know, 17-hour, maybe longer flight. Um, but we are expanding to Mexico. We have been doing Canada. We have the U.K. Um, we're doing Asia again. And what's been amazing is to see that communities of women all over the globe want to bring Speed Rack to their community because they can see what how it grows uh, their community and fosters this sense of uh, family and community. And that's just great. Community is so important, I think, in everyone's work. And we're so lucky that... You know, hospitality has a strong community, and it's and it's it's great. Absolutely. I have a question: How many years in the UK have you been? Uh, four years. Four years. So and four are, in Canada. So the year that you were there doing the research is the year that we hung out with my aunt. Yeah. Yeah. That was the best day ever. We went. We were there for London Cocktail yeah. Week. We had a gap year, so yeah, like, we've just done it. You know, she came in and she was like, like coming around, looking around, and all the stuff, and um, we happened to be in the same city at the same time, and had an epic experience. Like that was it was great. amazing. My aunt was there. She's like, um, speaking to her about Power Women, right? Yeah. So my aunt was a managing director of um, World Financial Board. So, you know, talk about the echelon of people, right? Yeah. That she decides how every country spends their money. There's only eight people that make that decision. That's it's insane. not like there's, a, you know, 500 people decide this money's worth that. Yeah. And then we took That's her awesome. out, and she was, like, going to all these cocktail bars with us, and she's like, I love these girls. <laughs> <laughs> Who else was there? It was me and you, and you had somebody else Ivy must have been there. No, wasn't Ivy. Was it? No. Yes, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> there was one more person. There we was were. a lot of cocktails in London. It yeah. Like I lived in a rickshaw sure. everywhere in London. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's great. I literally took a, pe- a pedicab every single place, exactly. but I couldn't remember where I was going. <laughs> and that's what's, you know, what's awesome is that we do this crazy community, um, and we can go to all these different cities and meet people and, you know, people you've met maybe on Facebook or something, and you're like, hey, like, I'm coming to your town. Can I pop up in your bar? And those opportunities are, are crazy and great. Do you love it? Or sometimes you think it's like, I have a question for you. So now you've gotten, everyone, Speed Rock is crazy big now, which is amazing, and I love it. Does it get like a little, like, I, I like, so answer that question. Does it get overwhelming for you to say, 
there's all these people, right? And like everybody now wants a piece of like what you're doing, right? Not like a piece like financially, but more a piece of like your time. Sure. How much time? Like I have kids, and like I, I can just only imagine how much time all of these other cocktail, you know, call them, you know, people or children, whatever you want, people you're bringing up, you're raising. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be so time consuming. Like you have to really love what you're doing. I guess. I, I think it is. It's it's more of I, I always say it's like a, it's a vocation, you know. And like I managed to smart. go into something Could that be smart. you know. And that's yeah. that's the word. And and it and it is important. And, and it, it does take time. And it's hard sometimes because like you know obviously speed rack is more than full time, but not everything I'm doing. I'm consulting for brands, and I you know consult on bars, and I have you know three projects about to be running in New York that I'm looking for the programs and. So there's all this other stuff, but, you know, and I have a husband who is extremely patient and kind, and, like, I travel <laughs> all the time. I love you. I hope you best. listen to this. You're the and, best. Um, you know, so it is about finding that, I don't know where I invent time, I think. I'm, I'm like, I don't know how I find it, but I do find the time, and um, I've just always like, been that kind of person. Like, I just... You have a little brouhaha on you. It's okay. I, I think it's true. I think I I'm mean, just, like, I just pause the time for a minute, and I get everything done, and I start again. Yeah. A little bewitched, and it's like, twinkle my nose. Aren't we all? Stop it all. Yeah. But, but it's true. I mean, but, but that's... But your witchy powers. But entrepreneurs, yes. you know, I think that's yep. the thing about people in hospitality. We have always had to just keep going, keep moving, keep creating, because there was no... It's like you graduate from college, and everyone's like, oh, here's what your job's going to be. Nine to five, Monday yeah. to Friday, yeah. And I would hate to be a nine to fiver. No offense to the nine to fivers. Hey, I was one... Keep five, 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 We love you, nine to fivers. <laughs> oh, totally. I mean, I always, I always joke. I'm like, you know, I'm married to a day walker. And, oh, um, Jay Walker, that's awesome. I think Lynette is the first person to actually introduce that term to me. She goes, my husband, he's a Jay Walker. Yeah. I'm like, what? what that exactly. Mean? And but, then I adopted him immediately. Yeah. I loved it. And it's one of those things, you know, and, and that's just very different. My path was always to do something else. And, um, you know, much to my parents' chagrin, I think at times, there was... Uh, you know, they're like, oh, there's our Ivy League-educated daughter doing what now? Uh, but <laughs> I, school? I went to Columbia. Oh, that's oh, nice. Yeah. That's a cheap education. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my parents did not buy my way in. I got in there on merit. Lucky of course. Of <laughs> course you did. You're smart. That's why. Well, I was really, actually, when that whole scandal just came out, I was so happy that Columbia wasn't on the list of those schools. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, man. I'm like, phew. That just would like break my heart. I was like, I really don't want to be associated with like any in any way of my degree feeling tarnished because my education was something that I subpar. Yeah, yeah. but something but you cherish, of yeah, course. Absolutely. Something you know, and, and doing that, like, I think, you know, what I was lucky it's that you know our generation who started in hospitality, we were before the financial crisis, so we we got into it because we loved it, you know. Um, and then, you know, the financial crisis happened and so many more of the bartenders I meet now were on completely different paths and they just couldn't find jobs out of college. And they're like, we got to get into this hospitality thing because, you know, good, good, good at times and bad times, bars stay busy. And, Flourish. you know, people drink when they're happy. They drink when they're sad. They're like, <laughs> they get into it. And so I it you was, get married, divorced. Yeah, and, all the yeah. and so it's, it's funny to see that, that to have that, um, crew of people but I think what it's done is brought some really fascinating people into the industry I, guess I never thought about that yeah. you're right I mean of course I mean my way so I by no means I'm I I bartended through college yeah. just to make a buck so that I could pay for school yeah 
you know, I, I don't know how many times I said, oh, my claim to fame was I had a four, four count four. I knew how to do that much, right? But I never thought about how that would have, how the, the um, economy would have influenced. Yeah. And of course, yeah, it would, people who couldn't get a job or try Or the to fact that baby boomers still haven't retired. That's true. Yeah. Too. You have to realize those jobs, like, so normally people would have retired at 60, 65. Yeah. Baby boomers still work. Yeah. So like, you have this whole thing happening where you have these baby boomers that will not leave their jobs. They don't, they're not ready. They don't need to. And then now you have all these kids graduating, waiting for these jobs yeah. that yeah. don't exist. Yep, yep. And so the, and the nature ha- has changed a business too. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, what's going to be interesting is to see now that those baby boomers are now, you know, 76, 80, 81, 85, I think 80, like 80, 45 is like the oldest they are now. Like, it's going to be very interesting to see when this whole workforce of, of older people that like leave power positions, yeah. there's going to be a great need for jobs to fill those, like, um, those positions, and there are people in line for them. They're not trained for them because yeah. there wasn't any entry level. Yeah, sure. Entry yep. level never left. Yep. So it's going to be. It's going to be fascinating. But it's what's really. So what's going to be really fascinating about is these people that have these degrees. Do they stay with our business? Mm-hmm. Do they stay with us? They say, okay, I'm going to stay here because it's my love. Do they go back and take the entry level position at age 35? Yeah, that's yep. Because it's the hard. workforce yep. now is going to. You're, you're working until you're 75. Yep. Tell me what. Tell me. I don't know. I don't know anybody anymore that retires at sixty, sixty-five. Yeah. No. I mean, I mean, if you do, you're lucky, or you won Powerball. <laughs> I would like to win Powerball, though. Okay. So yeah. speaking of Powerball, I was gonna buy. A let's ticket. get lucky. <laughs> you let's, should. You're here. I know. I should buy a ticket. I let, mean, the drawings on Tuesday or Monday. Okay. Let's. Let, why don't we get lucky and see what Gina's oh, yeah. got? Come right, on. Sorry, what are you doing over there, Gina? whipping up some. All right. Yeah, so we're so we're talking about women. We have obviously a powerful woman on the show today. And we are doing something with a women brand, women owned brand. We're doing uh, Matra Pisco. Uh, we love you, Melody and Lizzie. So we are making a version of Pisco Sour. Awesome. It's light and breezy. The weather's kind of nice. Let's just do this today. So we're doing a tamarind, um, a little bit of saffron, um, Pisco Sour. A um, little bit of lime juice and obviously Monte Pisco. And so I love this brand. Uh, the restaurants I work on in New York, Llama, it's like the Llama family, Llama Inn, Lamita, Llama San, and um, it's Peruvian. And the culture of Peru is just so amazing. And I had the opportunity to go down to Monte Pisco um, and watch how incredibly groundbreaking it is. There's not many women making Pisco. Um, you know, it's yeah. old Latin countries. So yep. We, that what? Is the what? I have no what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, the machismo yeah. comes in. What? And um, I'm Puerto Rican. Um, yeah. And I guess, yeah, like, yeah. one can to the next. We get it, the yeah. Latin culture. <laughs> yep. um, but to see how incredibly um, patriotic they are about this spirit, and yes. then to see, you know, Melanie and Lizzie, two sisters coming together to um, create a brand, and is pretty, pretty impressive. And, you know, they're bright women. They went to. Uh, I, mean, I think the Georgetown and Duke, like they're bright, bright women, um, and I respect how much that they have managed to uh, change the biz. Uh, and you know, they worked by making connections with bartenders. You know, they've been they they did a really good job of working with and supporting the community. So oh. I think that's how they really have been successful. Yeah, and we're super lucky here in Washington D.C. They live well. Yeah. Lizzie lives in New York, and Melanie's here, so it's kind of nice. part time. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. Northeast Florida, excuse me. So I'm able to live in shape, and I was also looking for the case for us. So thanks for the little throw in there. Great. I mean, it's like a magical sound. I know. I love it. Am I speed back material? I'm not. I do the preliminaries once. <laughs> super hungover. Failed. <laughs> I was told. I, wait, you failed? 
is frightening. Oh, I didn't even do get to the blue. I had like a wig on. It was after repeal day. So funny. Oh. Hot mess. Hot mess. Super drunk. The, yeah, and the prelims. So we gave them a list of six cocktails that they've been studying for the last month. And tomorrow, when they show up, we tell them which four drinks. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. So when I did speed rack, it's changed. It was, it was good luck. Here's the drink we feel like you do making today. Yeah. <laughs> and I failed horribly. Oh, no. Horribly. Oh. Look, at, look at how slow I am now. <laughs> I'm going to feel on this. I'm Like one at a time. Yeah, Gina's always been about, you know, the personality and the creativity. Fast? Gina. Only when we have to do the dinner. That's I'm true. like, then we're the, I'm like, when we do the dinners, I like work out the schedule, get there super early, make everything happen really quick. Yeah, we've done a ton of events together, and so that that oh, is yeah. a very different pace. But I, you know what? These look beautiful. You took the time to pre-whip those egg whites for me, and they. Well, you know, I'm, I'm terrified to make you a piece of it. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, I had to take the challenge, accept it. I was like, well, you know. We'll make the drink. It's fine. You know, if she hates it, she's not going to tell everybody she hated the drink on there. So. <laughs> <laughs> or she might. I mean, I don't know. It'll be totally fine, too. So, I don't, I, I'm Yay, not, the so let's just say that we are not in my home bar tonight. We are today, tonight, whatever you want to say. Yeah. What, what time is it? I don't know. So it's any time. It's any time. Um, I mean, it's a beautiful day out. So people have been out drinking all day long. So, we are at Archipelago, and they, we are on their new Lost Island Lounge. Mm-hmm. So I was finding their Angostura, which is plentiful here. I just needed to just not make sure turf. that I I got it. it. Oh, so pretty. Yes, yes. we're little flowers. Yeah, cool. Oh, it's it is pretty. Oh, cheers. Look. Cheers. And these uh, pretty, like, these Ew. fantastic margarita coops. I know. It's like, oh, and I love you. I have no idea where anything is in your bar. Oh, that's <laughs> Ooh, that's delicious. That the is saffron delicious. is nice and savory and then the tamarind adds that beautiful you know excellent acidity as well um, Easy like a little dance on your tongue yeah I it's like great it. more, more flavors that i love yeah more, yeah i never can make it at home which is the best part so right? what so tell yeah. me again gina what so do we do two here? ounces of pisco of matcha pisco one ounce of a tamarind saffron uh simple syrup that we make and then one ounce of lime juice we do our lime juice a little bit different for the pisco sours we do them skinless so there is oh. no rind on them we are naked Naked. Yeah, they're naked. naked. And then a little bit of Angostura, but you could substitute like a hibiscus bitters sure. or something else. And that's it. So you'll get the recipe on uh, designateddrinker.show. What, so what, what's that yeah. website again, Gina? Designateddrinker.show. <laughs> oh my God. Uh-uh. How do you feel about the whole uh, like uh, uh, counterfeit saffron thing going on in the culinary world? Can we talk about how messed up that is? It's really messed up. I mean, I gotta say. Tell me, is... tell me, what is this? I, I'm not on the inn. I don't know this. Good. So they're basically, because saffron's so expensive, yes. there has been counterfeits counterfeit saffron being sold to like high-end restaurants. As saffron. Yes. You can mimic it. You can yeah. mimic saffron. Yeah. You with other like like things like such as like a um, uh, was that uh, canola uh, yeah. cinnamon from like Mexico and then you mix yeah. it with like a little flavor but like it's super hard to grow. But you but yeah. you know what's really amazing is that you can now buy the crocus so, so saffron is from the pistons of the crocus right? There are two different kinds of crocuses. Ones that actually produce the saffron which is technically male Mm-hmm. They're looking for a female too, which is pollinate, the other one that pollinate. Okay, so you can get them to do it yourself and have a domestic saffron. Oh. But the problem is, is that it's so fast 
that it goes from looks red, has no saffron um, ready to go, to it blooms and you got to pull it. But I, I think that because I just love botany and all that crap, right? Yeah. Botany of desire, yes. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> um, I think we should do it. Yeah. Just to see how, like, what it is. You know another another counterfeit thing that's happening? Bergamot. What? Yes. So people yeah. are taking, you know, the, so there's ugly fruit, there's ugly sure. fruit, and yeah. there's bergamot. Sure. But when you dehydrate either one of them, you can't, good. they look exactly the same. Except real bergamot, and then this is for everybody at home that wants to buy this bergamot, um, should smell like you open up a fresh pack of Fruit Loops, mm, right? Yeah. Fruit Loops. Yeah. Seriously. Because <laughs> uh, it's not until you zest the rind. Very reminiscent. Until you get this tea smell, yeah. like it's really? this really bright tea smell. Huh. But when you buy the cheap stuff, so Bergamot should cost you a fortune. And when you see it for like, like two it bucks, like, it's not Bergamot. Yeah. It's ugly fruit that looks just like it. Huh. It's messed up. Yeah. Vanilla beans also, another thing going on. All the right counterfeitting. Vanilla, vanillin. Yeah. Why? What, what, yeah. Vanilla. Well, there was a there was a typhoon that wiped out all the vanilla. So. Oh, is that where that came from? Yeah. Uh-huh. So they lost it, and then now the people are making fake vanilla. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, that's like, you know, the all the ice creams, man. What are you gonna do? Well, this fat girl's gonna be pretty pissed because I do <laughs> like my ice cream. But I like my perfume better, and vanilla's in a lot of stuff. So, you know, what are we gonna do with that? Um, I have one question for you. Yeah. What's that? Sorry. Here's my question. So I get to ask a question on the show now. It's all made up just for me. All right. If you could be any spirit ingredient, what are you going to be? And why? Any spirit ingredient, what would it be? I'd be rum. Mm. Um, And the reason why is because uh, James Beard has one of the best quotes about rum. He said, of all the liquors in your cabinet, rum is the most romantic. And to me, I think rum is, is super expressive of who you are. Um, and where it comes from you know like huh. wherever you find rum rum is about the people and the place and I think it, it really like brings that and I think there's so much about who you are and what you bring to it and I think that's again why I'm drawn to hospitality is that you bring yourself to it and, and that's what makes it special so I'd be rum I, I love that yeah um, I would just be the rind on the uh, the lime on the side of the glass so that is the <laughs> answer that I've gotten you know, you're so far. You're never fully dressed without a garnish. Come on. That's a that very important part of the trip. <laughs> Alright, so we've asked uh, how many, well, a couple, so it's a fairly new, but we've asked a lot of people this question, and that's the best answer so far, I have to say. Yeah. Um, that is amazing. I think we should go downstairs and have some drinks. Yeah, absolutely. You want to do it? Yeah. Right. Cool. You ready? It's oh, nice. Okay. Okay. We'll meet her in New York. I mean, we'll this is like, you know, Northeast people, we're like, oh my goodness, it's 61 degrees. Take the sleeves off. I know, exactly. I'm in a tank top, my like very powerful speed rack tank top with like the feminist fist holding a bar spoon and my husband designed it. Nice. It's perfect. Yeah. Your day walker? He's my day walker. Very talented so day walker. So and, and his mom is a, a, a breast cancer survivor, so oh, awesome. also tagged into the charity, which is, um, she's been 20 years, so she's kicked, kicked cancer's ass and awesome. so it's important to think about, but if you go to our website, www.speed.speed-rack.com, you can see all the different charities that we support. We definitely support smaller charities, and we've actually got a, had a call with one of the charities that we've been supporting for years, and through the donations that come from 100% of every ticket, every T-shirt, any tip you leave on the bar tomorrow goes to the charities. We actually help them extend their um, hotline for nice. women to 24 hours. They've wow. expanded. They were able to do their 
hotline now. They have, I think, uh, Chinese and Spanish. So that's the impact that our community has been able to give to um, fight breast cancer and to support women. That's awesome. So for our listeners, you just um, I'll make sure that all of those links are on our website and with all of the things that we push out. And so we just head over to get... Gina's recipe, of course, at designateddrinker.show, but of course we're going to have all those links so that way no one gets lost along the way. They can check out Speedrack, figure out how they can support sure. you um, and your efforts, but then also, again, those, like you said, those charities that you, you support, absolutely. Love. I love. Yay! I, mean, I love. Cheers! 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 Cheers!